Hello and welcome to this episode of the ESG Fitness Podcast. I've got Shelly again. Hi Shelly. Hi. We are again in Sweatbox and we want to talk to you about our new seminar project. So... Yeah, so we originally, when Emma and I first started talking about delivering information, what we actually are really both passionate about is working with women in fitness. We get a lot of engagement through our various social media feeds, and for me, the majority is females, and recently a lot of them have come to me about specific considerations for females on a fitness journey, and some of them have actually been females in the fitness industry, PTs, Um, or nutritionists or women that want to make it in the fitness industry but feel that there's barriers presented um, in front of them. So Emma and I were discussing it and we feel that it might be a really good opportunity to get a bunch of women, like-minded women, together in one place to just talk all these things out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and definitely support each other. And I think some of the feedback we had from the first podcast and also just like talking between us and thinking that actually it would have been really good to have that sort of support when we were going through things, yeah. or even now, to be honest. Like, yeah. it's a, it would be an amazing tool and support system to have. And I'm very much the kind of person that's like, stop, don't complain about stuff unless you're going to offer a solution. Of course. So, And I do yeah. think that this, this is a good solution to... I didn't even realise this was a bit of a problem until we really discussed it. And then I thought, yeah, I mean, I do live in a city with a population of hundreds of thousands, and I don't know even a handful of the personal trainers, female personal trainers, personally. And why is that? Because we're all there to offer good information to people that are looking for answers and looking for support and looking for help. Most of all, accountability. And surely we should all be aligning to the same Um, ethos and we should all be delivering the same information and I know that some people have all the great information but no real idea on how to put it out there and then there's loads of people that are absolutely cracking at media but have all the wrong information shame that isn't it yeah no yeah common Um, but it would be awesome to combine the two what we know from our education standing what we know from how to market that information and how to get it out to populations and just offering that information to some other people that are trying to do the same, as well as bridge the gap between the fitness professional and the consumer, those who want that information. Um, And there's a lot of females in this city that train by themselves in various gyms that maybe don't feel like they have enough direction in their training or the recovery side and or what they do outside the gym, the nutrition. And sometimes a lot of it is being like, oh, actually, I am doing everything right. Now I've got the confidence to know that I am doing everything right. And that's a huge thing for the other PTs that I work with. So I take on a few PTs as business mentoring type thing. Yeah. And a lot of it is just confidence. You know, they'll be like, oh, I wish I could do a podcast, but I'm just really worried that no one will listen to it. And I'm like, who cares? Absolutely, At yeah. the start, maybe no one will listen to it. And more to the point... Why are you worried about putting it out if no one's going to listen to it? Yeah, because no one's going to hear it anyway. Yeah, but fine. And I think exactly what you're saying there, having the confidence to deliver information or do a podcast, do a post, um, get people to leave reviews on your page, that kind of thing, a lot of that does come down to confidence or even knowing you've got the right information to be delivering. But um, I think you're right. Some people have the full package. They just don't know how to make the first step with it or they're cautious 
Yeah. So when we were first talking about this, we were like, oh, what could we call this women in fitness thing that we want to do? And obviously Shirley came up with Obviously, I'm the brains of the operation. An amazing name, which was... Whiff. Whiff. We're just going to let that resonate with you for a second or two. Just a moment of silence, please. Whiff. (laughs) Now, I don't know if that's even that bad, because do you know what I mean? Like, think of all the companies, the giant organisations in the world that are literally just acronyms, and that would just be W-I-F. We can make a cool logo. W-I-F. But it is whiff. You know what I mean? Like, look, there's the girls that whiff. <laughs> there's the whiff girls. There's the whiff girls. It could be, you know, conversation starter. Or the other thing is as well, interestingly, we don't really want to only be able to discuss with women in fitness, the fitness industry, and all the things that's to offer on the fitness journey. We do want to open it to the wider audience. So that includes... I men. <laughs> the boys, Yeah. Um, well, no, it's not just the two categories anymore. Oh, no, sorry. We I have was, to be was, diverse. Was, LGBTQ. LGBTQ, RFWs. Yeah. Always with the plus. Always with yeah. the plus. So, and that's cool. So we really want to open it to anyone who would be interested in listening, co- contributing, and discussing, and uh, just kind of brainstorming around the whole fitness world. Yeah, so I guess what we're saying is the first one is going to be focused on women at fitness. Purely. I do feel there is a bit of a gap there mainly just in terms of the people that come to me and what they really need is not so much business coaching which we will be providing slightly but more to the point confidence yeah and knowing what they're doing is right having someone being like you know what that's bloody brilliant what you're putting out already just keep doing it more consistently and yeah make it a little bit more attractive so i think what would be good is for me to show my very first insta post that was that was (laughs) and my attempt at a business marketing Post. Or even the first training programs I sent out on Word documents. Yes. And then now what your training programs look like or the um yeah, the delivery tool, the delivery method. Like Or this would be really awkward. I'm not sure I'm willing to do this, but the first video where you spoke to camera. Oh no. No, no, no. 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 <laughs> no. I don't even know where that is, but I remember like ninety-six takes and all I was trying to say was, and that's a wrap. <laughs> 96 tapes. But you always feel like you have to come across really professional, like, hello, this is my training program. And then you just look like, <laughs> fucking not. Yeah, then you don't do so well. Whereas you're right. if you just like, man, this is me, I'm a little bit like weird. Yeah. Like, oh, I just messed up the words. Oh, well, I'll just continue. Yeah. It, like, Absolutely. once you relax, then it's fine. But if there's nothing more awkward than watching someone who's awkward on video. Yeah. Or I don't enjoy watching heavily edited videos. Mm. When it like skips and skips and skips and skips and because you know oh, they've said something, yeah, oh. you know they've said something they shouldn't have, or they didn't like the way they looked in that bit. They didn't catch their best angle, so they just edited it out. Yeah, no, Suddenly, I'm, I'm on this that. side of the room. And <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm actually really excited about it. So what would be great? And um, what we'll do is we'll outline a couple of the topics we've got ideas on discussing now. Um, yeah, so, so that gives you a better idea. Broadly, it's going to be. Women on their own fitness journey, but also women building a business in fitness. Now, these are probably going to overlap hugely, but that's sort of the audience that this is going to be aimed at. And some of the things we want to cover are body image and evolving perceptions, which you... You, yes, yeah, for me. On evolving. Well, for me, it's that my perception has never been the same, and I don't want to talk about one body image and my perception of that because 
the evolution for me is that my body image um, was based around originally aesthetics and eating to look good. And then it massively evolved when the more I got into fitness because it turned to performance and eating to perform. So then I wasn't as concerned about what I looked like in the mirror, more what I could do in the gym. So I wanna talk about that evolution because there's a little bit of a point in the middle where there's this inner conflict. Yeah, um, hugely. And you, you don't know anymore what you 100% want. You do wanna look good. We all wanna look good naked, let's be honest. Um, but I also want to be really good at CrossFit and all the skills that it has to bring and weightlifting and running and you can't do that when the tank is empty mm -hmm. um, and to have a six pack generally the tank is empty yeah. broadly uh, speaking I think um, one of the things that people don't seem to think about is that once you if, you, if you're good at losing weight mm -hmm. you're very quickly really going to have to find a new goal and Agreed. usually that's going to be something performance. Like tends to be like the typical journey is like, oh yeah, I got into the gym to lose weight, lost my lost the weight, but now I love exercise and now I'm really interested in performance. And that's that like me. the perfect thing. And do you know what? That happens to a lot of people. Yeah. And that's kind of the ideal situation. But sometimes like it's the, there is that middle bit where you're like, oh, but shouldn't the scale still be going down? That's my marker of progress. Yep. And there's a bit of a mindset change that needs to happen there. To be like, do you know what? You've completed that goal. Yeah. Doing better at it is not better. In fact, it's now detrimental. Yeah. So we need to find you a new goal to focus on. Yeah, and I think you're right. Some of the some of the focus shifts off from numbers, specific numbers on scales, and maybe we look more at body composition side, how to best monitor things like that, because no one has a three grand machine sitting in a living room that could actually yeah. check their body fat and some of these little scales aren't really that reliable so we have to find actual tangible evidence that can give us progress you're right and there's no more better evidence than can you lift it now yes could you lift it last week no can you run faster than this can you do more reps than that which is so cool like figuring out what your body can actually do is way more exciting than seeing how little you can weigh and it actually takes a lot longer mm -hmm. because if I wanted to drop five kilos based on an algorithm, I could tell you how long it could take me to do that based on calories that we set me. Whereas figuring out my actual limitations and my performance ability, I'm still doing it now. Yeah. I've been doing CrossFit five years and I'm still like, wow, I did not know I could do that. And and also things like, I think what's so many pull-ups. Yeah. That's such a good goal because yeah. for a woman, it's bloody hard. Like yeah. you walk into a gym and you see a woman doing a pull-up, you're like, you, Massively are, you are a badass. Yeah. And... I think that's a really good goal because it it, it is going to be... Even a push-up. Well, I think it's a better goal than like trying to track your body fat percentage, your body composition, because realistically, you, you must be getting stronger and you're probably losing a bit of excess fat as well to be yeah. able to pull yourself up. Exactly. You're using your own body as a weight. And it's the change is useful for life. You know, like being able to do a push-up, being able to do a pull-up, you don't have to focus on those as performance markers, but... Do you see how they are markers that a, a year down the line, still being able to do them, betters you as a person? Whereas having lost a couple of pounds or develop lines on your stomach or see your bicep a bit better, that's not really, you know, it's not adding much to you as a person or your life. Um, but yeah, visuals. I definitely think strength in the gym some people are like oh cool you're strong you can lift something but that is completely translatable to like strength of your mind yep 
and the belief that discipline. Okay, I couldn't do that before, but I can do it now. You build confidence there, and that confidence takes you out, like comes out of the gym with you as yeah. well. So yeah, I've been able to do all this amazing stuff in the gym, but I now feel more confident at work. And it's progressive, isn't it? You um, once you like once you hit one marker in strength, you always set yourself another one. Yeah, that was really good. I'm glad I did that. But now I want to lift this, and I want to learn that new technique now that I can do this really well. Whereas I do think when it comes to body composition and markers, once you've got there, it's a dead end. The door shuts, you got there, what else then? What are you going to do now? But Shelley, what about if I build too much muscle? Oh yeah. Because I don't want to bulk as a girl. Oh my God, please. This is the thing, like this is so, this, I beat my head against a brick wall still all the time. It's not as bad now. It's not as much of a common thing said to or me now. are you surrounding yourself with... Better people, yeah. Better people, Better but like people. more educated people that don't, you know, because if they're yeah. already into fitness, they probably realise actually, you're not going to build muscle by accident. It's going to take a hell of a lot of hard work. And I, well, I would, I think you are right, but I would also say, I do think what's put out there on media now is better. Mm. It's educating people more about um, women in fitness, about um, whiffs, whiffs, <laughs> about whiffs. And it's also, it's giving you an understanding into what does it take to actually be an athlete? And it used to be a, cu- a couple of years ago when someone would come to me for a PT, legitimately people have said, I want to do PT with you because I find you really inspiring and motivating and I love your stuff, but I don't want to look like you. And I'm like, don't fucking worry, Mary, you're not gonna, unless you're here for the next, unless you train for 13 hours a day you eat properly, hitting macros, and you go to sleep when you're supposed to, drink water like you're supposed to, and follow a natural program, you're not. Wait, wait, wait. For years? For years. Yeah. Like five of them. Five yeah. years. Um, people you would just wake up and be like, oh, a couple of change lessons with Shirley. Yeah. I've turned, I've turned I've, into a machine. Yeah. I am huge. Yeah. And I've actually had people walk up to me just in a bar or whatever and be like, oh, my God, look at the size of you. What happened to you? And I've been like, oh, well. I was in the gym this day and it, I fell off the treadmill and I picked up a weight and put it back on the, the <laughs> shelf and then I woke up and but then the biggest problem is I drank a protein shake in that anabolic window. Oh my god, totally fucked it. Woke up the next day, massive. I just this fell on me. Couldn't believe it. I'll never touch a weight again. It's dangerous that. Dangerous. It's, it's really dangerous. What I would say is if you genuinely think building muscle is that easy, please come to the gym and do a bit of training because I'm trying to get too big. I'm five yeah. years trying to get muscle. I think it would be interesting to Slow. talk like, a little bit about how hard it is and why yeah. it's so hard. So it, when you look at sort of the stats and how quickly you can build muscle, like it is ridiculously slow. So even yeah. newbies to the gym will only Beginners build... Beginners Yeah, will only build about one or maximally if their nutrition is on point, they're recovering well and they're training optimally. Yeah. They're looking at building about one pound of muscle a month. A month, yeah. Which is painfully slow. Yeah. And you're looking at, like, for someone like Shelly, I would say your optimal would be, like, 0.2 pounds of muscle yeah. a month. Because of now, now I'm going to be on marginal gains. I've got all that beginner influx my body's adapted to the stimulus i'm using so now i really have to push reps or really have to push weight to try and get a a similar adaptation that kind of level for my body Um, and that's all you're doing in the gym essentially you're creating a stimulus for adaptation it's what you do outside the gym that really capitalizes on that 
Um, and I think it's going to be an important thing to discuss with people. Yeah, definitely something we're going to touch on. And mm. I wanted to just, just to play the other side of this, I think a lot of people find that they do end up bulking up when they lift weights. And this isn't because they've, you know, just touched a weight and mass- been able to put on a huge amount of muscle. It tends to be because they've exercised and because of that, they've either thought, oh, that means I can eat more. So they're, they're in a calorie surplus. So they put on fat, basically. Or they're eating ad lib, which means they're not tracking, not really looking at their nutrition. And they find that they're hungrier, so they just habitually eat more. Yeah. But they won't notice that. They're like, I've started exercising, like, I'm going to do that. Not really, you know, maybe I'm trying to eat well, but I'm not keeping a marker on that. And you tend to find that exercise does stimulate hunger for good reason and that you will end up eating more. So that's why some people might be like, I did bulk up when I started yeah. exercising. And genuinely, yes, maybe you did, but it wasn't because you, bam, put on a load of muscle. No, it was 100% the other aspects. And it will be really nice to actually hear other people's stories. I'm really interested in meeting women who maybe are fitness professionals or meeting women who are on a fitness journey. And I'd be interested in knowing their story. Why did they come into this? Why did they choose to begin training? Why did they choose the gym they're at? Um, how have they? How did they find the initial stages of training, and what was their body image ideas then, um, versus how how long they're in it now, and what have they struggled with? Yeah, and, and I think the one and loads of last this question, but it's good to ask to give people time to actually think about it. So, what would you tell like your, yourself when you started that you know now? Yeah, and I think what lot, do you wish you knew? What yeah. have you wasted a lot of time trying to figure out? But a lot of the time, and sadly, people have to figure it out themselves. So you might be like, oh, I wish I could tell myself that, you know, I didn't have to cut carbs or whatever. But actually, sometimes you have to do it to, to realise realize. that you don't have to do it. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it totally does make sense. I think I could have been, I could have been privy to that information because it, I've, for those who don't know, I've been on a massive weight loss journey and I was three stone heavier than I am now. I was a size 16, like a big 16. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but for my height, my size, and the healthy individual I had been, that was completely out with the the realms of where I felt comfortable. Um, And then I lost a lot of weight down to a size six, and that's when I decided to focus on performance. And then I put on weight, and now I'm about a size 10, I don't really know. And I think in that journey, my mindset changed loads and I learned loads of things that now I offer to clients on an experience level. Um, Whereas sometimes I do want them to know what it feels like to um, track their macros or to only have to track calories to or set a specific training program for them to try and give them a free day so they can exercise their own mind and pick what they enjoy because it teaches them about themselves. Mm -hmm. But... I would like to, to learn more about the women um, around us in this city or further afield if they wanted to travel. Definitely Scotland. Like, Definitely Scotland, yeah. Far. No, not at all. Um, and for what I think the conversations will bring, I think that's going to be a really good reminder for some people or, um, as not you just said... That, like the contacts. Like once yeah, you meet someone, you chat to The networking. Everyone, like, we're all mates after that. And we're probably... Well, we're definitely going to have... What, a sweat class in the morning? So yeah. that's like a big circuit. A big fitness class in the morning, followed by a yoga class, perfect. which is perfect. And um, we'll do an introduction first thing. We'll do both of those, fitness and then yoga. 
Then we'll do all the talks, the Q&As, the information stuff, the stuff you guys want to get from us because realistically, we're here to talk to you about things we want to tell you and make sure that we're imparting that knowledge. But we're also here for you to gather the information that you want. There's obviously something in your mind you feel you could improve and that's why you're on this um, journey to improving yourself with like CPDs and seminars. And so anyone who's listening to this podcast will know that I love take-homes. Like yeah. there will be take-homes. It's not just going to be about those who get together and chatting, which is going to be great as it is, but there will be actionable take-homes. So we should go back to what we want to cover because we got a bit sidetracked. So we're yeah. going to cover briefly, well, not briefly, we will cover body image and evolving perceptions, being strong, independent women and training for yourself. Yeah. Uh, backing other women. Very important. Doesn't the, have to be a bitchy yeah, environment. Like, we can all empower each other. There's exactly. plenty of room. Plenty of room for more than like one fitness professional per village. Yeah. And everyone's so, so different. Yeah. That you're not going to be offering the same service. And your interests will be different as well. Who do, as a fitness professional, who do you want to work with? What is your target market? And it might be because you yourself are a mum and you want to work with mums or you yourself are heavily into, say it is bodybuilding and you want to target females that want to um, progress to that level or to compete. For me, I do a bit of everything, but I love women that want to work on a functional basis um, just because I really enjoy that. So yeah, all different. Um, and then we're going to tell you the secret to confidence, Yeah. which we will hold on till until the day. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about business growth, marketing strategies, business card bodies. Yeah. So pros and cons. Yeah. Of, the idea um, of it as well. And then largely about imposter syndrome and sort of how to get past that. And hopefully the day itself will help you get past that some in some ways, but yeah. Especially because you know, once you've met these women, when you post something and you're trying to, to like, let's be honest, we use social media because it's an instant feedback. So whether you're someone who's on their own fitness journey and you're posting, you know, this is my accountability, this is week one, here I am at the gym and I'm just going to try and be a better me. You worry putting that out that someone's going to judge you. Well, in the room full of women that we all collect and we're all here together, it won't be us because we now know what you're trying to do. We now know the barriers to your confidence, which means you instantly have an audience in us that we're now there backing you. I'll be the first one to comment and say, you can do this. Let's get this done. Nice one. High five. Hashtag whiff women. <laughs> whiff, whiff. Whiffing. Whiffing. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that community is kind of missing. I agree. I don't know. Like I can say we don't know how many women. There was something, not quite like this, obviously not as good, but there was something and it was like women supporting women. But weirdly, it became really bitchy. I don't even remember that. Oh, it was a couple of years ago. And I don't think of, I was They kind of tried to do that you were probably pushing. That, that's what I mean. I'm not like to It, it was like yeah. only certain women or something. It was just, there were certain things. I was a bit like, oh, this isn't like what I thought it was meant to be about. Yeah like all sort of inclusive and everyone just supporting each other and the other thing is a lot of the times you want to meet people that maybe you want to collaborate with so one of the things that I found really useful especially starting out on podcasts and things and actually it's just much more fun and engaging and I think interesting to have like guests on podcasts I agree so you might meet someone that's like wants to do the same kind of thing maybe you're similar but you've got different skill sets kind of like me and Shelley yeah you can work together 
um, and you've already broadened your business horizon there by um, engaging with other other professionals or maybe you come to this and you're a gym goer let's say you're from St Andrews okay you're not from Dundee you live in St Andrews you come over to this seminar and someone else is there from St Andrews as well and they train alone in the gym hey presto you just got yourself a new gym buddy um, and I think that can and be so valuable things as well yeah so Agreed. like I'm always referring out clients that I don't think are suited to me yeah uh, so like, I do it all the time as well. I recently had a client um, speak to me about wanting to perform on stage as a bikini model. And I said, look, I have the skill set to get you there. No problem. However, I know six or seven currently active fitness professionals that are competing on stage that would probably be able to give you the actual expert knowledge, but also experience, mm -hmm. also, which I can offer. Get a bit more excited about it. Yeah. If that way. So I'll always refer out prep clients, and I've got a coach who, who does prep really well. So Shona's amazing at that. So I always refer them to her. But one of the reasons I do that, like I can get you in shape. One, I don't know your posing routine. No. And to be honest, I don't get that buzzing around that. Like I'm not like, oh my god, that pose is amazing. Or yeah. look at your routine or blah blah blah. Or yeah. you should be in this category or this federation and they're looking for this, this, and this. Like I love seeing my clients do well on stage via Shona. Yeah. But it, it's not that like passion, my passion, isn't it? And it's yeah. quite obvious when it's not. Oh, hundred percent. There's I really buy into fitness professionals online that I've never met before based on their passion. I listen to the way they speak about their profession and that that helps me decide if I'm going to stay, mm. if I'm going to follow them, if I'm going to follow their journey. And even if it is a prep coach, see if they do it with so much passion, I enjoy watching it as an entertainment yeah. value, then I'll stick around. I think you're right. Passion's very important there. For sure. Right. So to finish this off, what, what information do we need to give out? So it's going to be... Well, we weren't going to say a date, were we? Are we well, the thing is, is because we're mulling it over between pre-Christmas, that crazy air time, and post-Christmas, because we think there's merit in both. In so December... My, my thoughts on this. Yeah. Okay. In December, I think things quiet down a little bit often, and I think, and for me, this is what I did, I take a couple of weeks where I'm like, right, this, I need to focus on what I want to do next year. So what is my business going to do next year? What do I need to do to improve my business? Even, you know, if your clients are going on holiday or they're taking a few sessions less because Christmas is coming up, don't think that's a negative. Like, that's a positive. It gives you more time to grow your business and decide Agreed. what you want to do next. January is always going to be busy. Yeah, this is true. However, and as much as I think you're right, there's merit it being in December because people can arm themselves with the information they need, the confidence they need, and take a week or two to mull it over before... Charlie, that's exactly what I'm saying. January, before January hits. However, I think oh, you January, think January... No, no, I'm saying that's the merit in December. However, looking at January, some people can't see that far ahead or aren't prepared to, or can't prioritize pre-Christmas because kids, or husbands, or trips, or that's their time to switch off, or work's mental because they're all going on a break, so they don't, they don't give themselves this opportunity, but when January comes around, they're like, okay, it's January, new year, new me. New business, yeah, new motivation. Those okay. bells at midnight strike, and then that's it. They're like, okay, new me how am I going to do this and I feel like 
Yes, there's merit for it being December. People can arm themselves ready for January. But also, I think the idea of us doing this in January is good because it gives people a reason to get started again. And it's an accountability factor. I've got to go to this seminar on January the whatever, which means from then on, that's when I'm going to get started. Um, okay, so okay. Yeah. I see both sides, but my closing argument here yeah. is, why put off until tomorrow what one can do today? Yeah, and I do agree with that. So, so what I think we should do after put it that, out to you, yeah, is put a po- we'll put a poll on an Insta. Yeah, we'll put a poll on both our Instagrams. Um, we will collate findings and, and then we'll, the we'll pull the date up from there. So it's either going to be mid December or mid January, um, ish around about those times. And um, equally, see if there's a massive uptake. Did we even mention where it's going? We be? could do both. No, well, shall I tell them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the very special thing about this seminar and it, well, the very special thing about this seminar is that it's going to be at Sweatbox. It's going to be at my gym. Um, the facilities here, we have showers, we have bathrooms, we have a really big, nice seating area. Um, we've got a space for a projector and um, I really want to share it like to, for the first time with the women that want to come and see Emma and I, women in fitness. Um, and that's why I chose to do this with Emma and Emma chose to do it with me because we've been good friends now for a long time. And I think it's important to me that the first one feels special around mm-hmm. people that make me feel empowered and strong and um, happy. And it's so active so, being here because yeah. we're talking about being confident as a woman, growing as a woman, building business as a woman. And this is an this empire is that it. I've built yeah. from, and, and I wasn't confident, and I wasn't happy, and I didn't think I could do it, and I was shy on camera, and now we're all going to be sitting in my gym. Um, and I love that. It feels very, what's the word? Mm, apt, yeah, yeah, I guess. Apt. but There's a, probably a better word. Poet, poetic, isn't it? It's poetic. It's poetic, isn't it? It's poetic, isn't it? All right, then. So, yeah, so it's going to be at Sweatbox, which is in Dundee. We'll put out the dates, get everyone else's feedback on that, because end of day, it's for you guys, so we want to know what you think. Um, And we're also happy to take suggestions on topics you think are pertinent and you really want to learn more about, but there will be a Q&A section, so we can always deliver it there. Plus, we are thinking about bringing in a couple of guests to just chat. To be confirmed. Yeah, in our Q&A, so it's just broadening the spectrum of the women that will be here, the minds that will be here, the passion that will be here. Um, and I'm actually really, really looking forward to it. Me too. Yeah. With. With. <laughs> right, see you later, with us. <laughs>